This is a Federal News Network podcast. We've got some good news and bad news for two public-facing federal agencies. On the bad side, the Postal Service sees more warning signs for its business model amid continuing net losses. But the Census Bureau has already identified the majority of addresses it'll need to verify for the 2020 decennial count as it works to train its enumerators and canvassers. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me with more. And Jory, let's start with the Postal Service. What has changed in its outlook for its already shaky finances? More bad news for the Postal Service, unfortunately. They reported for the first time in about a decade that they saw a decline in their package volume. That's not to say that they still didn't make a profit off of this end of its business. They still saw about a 5% growth in revenue, but that's about half of what it reported the same time last year. Overall, they lost more than $2 billion this quarter, and they are on track to have their 13th straight year of net losses. Now, the package volume is going down, but the revenue and profit from it are up slightly. Therefore, they're raising prices, basically, not growing the business. Is that what we can infer from that? They're still making a profit off of this end of their business, but um, just overall, the competition has gone up. They've seen rising competition from Amazon, from UPS, from private shippers. There used to be a time where they would fly these packages if you ordered them across the country, but those last few miles would be... Uh, delivered via the USPS. They would put that package in a truck and drive it into the city or what have you. That's not happening anymore where more and more private shippers are doing that last mile delivery and they're eating into the Postal Service's uh, specialty there, their their X factor there. And so Postmaster General Megan Brennan said the, the Postal Service is still out there competing for this business, but it is getting tricky. We are constantly adapting our competitive posture to counter emerging developments And we continually keep our focus on the needs of our customers. We've increased efforts to maintain profitable growth in the package business by driving innovation, and we have a solid strategy to explore opportunities with new customers and to expand our relationships with existing customers. And Sunday delivery remains an important area for marketplace innovation. All right, so they've got some work to do, but again, the volume is down for packages, but it's still profitable, so they've got to do some expansion, all right? So what else is in their next steps? Well, the good news for the Postal Service is they do have some new leadership. The Senate recently confirmed three new members to its Board of Governors. So for the first time in five years, they finally have a quorum for that board and For an organization that would easily be in that top half of the Forbes 500 if they were a private company, it's pretty wild that they didn't have a fully constituted, essentially a board of trustees to make important business decisions going forward. And so they will have, they'll hit the ground running pretty quickly. They'll have a chance to finalize a draft of a 10-year business plan that members of Congress have eagerly been awaiting. They have seen a draft version of that plan. Earlier this summer, the Postal Service did give members of the House Oversight and Reform Committee a briefing on that. And the understanding going forward is that later this year, that committee will introduce legislation that will be sort of the vehicle for that business plan going forward. And they are still hoping for some reform legislation from Congress? Yes, yes. I I caught up earlier um, with Congressman Jerry Connolly, who is the chairman of the Subcommittee on Government Operations, He has been, along with a handful of other members of Congress, a a longtime introducer of these bills that are fairly similar. Their number one goal is to reduce the pre-funding mandate for the Postal Service for the retirees going forward. And what Conley was able to tell me is that 
yes, they're very much looking to introduce a very similar version of what's been proposed in the past. Um, but as far as the timeline, despite the urgency of this, the Postal Service is on track to lose, run out of cash by 2024. They said the House will introduce this bill, but by the time the Senate goes through its version of things and by the time all that gets ironed out, it'll be until the end of calendar year 2020 until they, they reasonably expect that to get passed. If it does pass at all, if it has any prospects of passing, we're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And let's turn our attention to the Census Bureau and they have reported some progress in their 2020 preparations for the big count. Right. They've done some different things this time for the decennial count. The big change is that they have leveraged geospatial data from other agencies like the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency that have you know an impressive catalog of satellite imagery. And what they've been able to do is look at snapshots from a decade ago and snapshots now and kind of do a slide effect of seeing where there's been new buildings, where there's been new developments. A lot can change in a decade. Natural disasters can wipe buildings off the face of the earth. And there certainly there are new developments in, in a decade. And so they've been able to verify a vast majority of the addresses they'll need for next year. They've done 65% of that work and the remaining 35% they need to get done between now and October. Yeah, all you have to do is go down to the Anacostia waterfront when there's about 15 new apartment buildings that were not there 10 years ago. That's an example of the kind of thing they need to look at comparative imagery to be able to determine where, and this is all over the country, these urban and exurban developments. And so they're on top of that. What else going on there? So they're also in the middle of training the the actual boots on the ground that will be coming into this 35% of the work that lays ahead of them. They are doing some new tweaks to that training. They're actually hiring a fraction of the people that they needed for the last count. They will only need about 40,000 people. Uh, their job title is canvasser. They'll knock on doors and they'll say, you know, excuse me, is this 10 Maple Street? Yes. OK, got it. And they'll move on to the next, you know, the next block and so on and so forth just to verify some of these harder to, to pinpoint addresses. All right. And there's an inspector general report, though having to do with their use of the Internet to get some of the census counting done? Yeah, there's not only challenges but opportunities with the technology that they're using. This will be the first count where people can respond online to the census. And the inspector general has had some concerns with how that's going. They identified some vulnerabilities with its cloud security, that there were some uh, root user accounts, that it was kind of the master key to all this data that the census was collecting. And um, they were not secured in a way that was that was proper. And so had that fallen into the wrong hands, people could have had a uh, look into the responses that are by law supposed to be private. Or they could have altered the data or used the data for some nefarious purpose. Yeah, it's, it's a really, you know, troubling vulnerability. But the census has since gone in and corrected that. All right. And what does the director have to say about all of this? So we heard from Director Stephen Dillingham, uh, the director of the Census Bureau, and he said that the agency has taken steps overall to ensure privacy and that they've had a lot of practice in the past in doing this. All of our data at the Census Bureau is kept very safe, it's protected, and it's not shared with any other organization or any other people that may have an interest. What we produce are numbers at the end of the day. But it's very important that we have the security in place to protect this data. The Census Bureau has an excellent track record stretching many decades for protecting the data. So that was uh, Director Stephen Dillingham giving an overview of what they're doing with census cybersecurity preparations. 
Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out both of his stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.